Welcome to Tangled Web, a conversation about where we are now and where we're going with the web. This is episode two. Let's stop calling it the creator economy. When we talk about the creator economy, we're talking about people doing creative work on their own or with a few others. Here's the thing. If you're not in the creator economy, I have some bad news for you. You're out of a job. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday and for the rest of your life. Pretty soon, the creator economy, along with the caring economy, will be the economy. That's a good thing. Here's why. When machines started to take over manual work, mining, farming, spinning, weaving, it was devastating for the miners, farmers, spinners and weavers who lost their livelihoods. In the early 19th century, followers of Ned Ludd took action. They smashed the textile machinery that was making their hard-learnt skills redundant. 200 years later, we think of the Luddites as regressives. These days, less than 3% of us are employed in textiles, farming and mining. No one is clamouring for more people to be employed chipping away at a cold face with a chisel or cutting through wheat stems with a scythe. We now have machines to do these things, and that's a good thing. What's odd is that even though less than 3% of us are employed in the age-old sectors of textiles, farming and mining, we don't have 97% unemployment. Instead, we have close to 0% unemployment. Why? Well, when the machines started to take over manual work, people started to switch slowly over generations to administrative work. And I use the word administrative deliberately there. I've heard this transition referred to as a switch to mind work, but I don't think we're there yet. Anyone who's ever worked in an office knows how wide of a mark this term is. Organising contracts, invoices, accounts and all the other paperwork of the late 20th century office isn't mind work. Quite the opposite, it's completely mindless. Which is why now, in the early 21st century, we're slowly liberating ourselves from it. Machines are starting to take over administrative work. There's surely not a single profession that's not being disrupted by countless SaaS startup software so that people no longer have to do all that mindless work organising contracts, invoices and accounts. We now have software to do these things, and that's a good thing. Just as in the early 19th century, people worried that machines taking over manual work would leave us all unemployed, so now in the early 21st century, people worried that machines taking over mind work will leave us all unemployed. I think those fears are unjustified, and here's why. For one thing, machines aren't taking over mind work yet. They're taking over administrative work. For now, most of the software that's eliminating jobs is eliminating the most boring jobs we have, all that mindless work organising the contracts and the invoices and the accounts. But there's a deeper reason why those fears are unjustified. Machines will eventually take over the mind work too. It's already happening, and it doesn't even require anything as complex as machine learning. Until recently, if I wanted to get information about a particular health issue or legal issue, I had to go to a doctor or a lawyer. These days I can find better information, and certainly freer information, on the web. The web is already replacing doctors and lawyers. No machine learning required. The truth is, doctors and lawyers are in the same place right now as spinners and weavers were 200 years ago. Just like the Luddites, they'll fiercely resist redundancy. 
They won't do it by smashing the machines. They'll do it by the well-worn anti-competitive tools of the professional classes, regulation and licensing requirements. And just like the Luddites, they'll lose. When we realise that machines give us better medical treatment and better legal advice, we'll simply stop consulting doctors and lawyers. So why am I not worried? Well, imagine a future where the podcasts you listen to are hosted by machine-generated voices reading machine-generated scripts. I bet you can't. Given the choice between a human podcast host expressing human ideas and a machine podcast host expressing machine ideas, you'll always opt for the human. People follow people. People don't follow organisations. And people won't follow machines. It's not that computers can't be creative. As I argued in my long out-of-print book, The Human Computer, they can and they will. It's just that we won't care about machine creativity in the same way as we care about human creativity. Machine creativity will be extremely useful to us in the future. Machines will come up with creative theories and creative policies beyond anything we humans can imagine. Machines will invent new materials and new proteins beyond any conceived by humans. But as long as humans are still around, we'll still be listening to podcasts hosted by our fellow humans, reading novels written by our fellow humans, and watching films directed by our fellow humans. It's the same with caring work. Imagine a future where, when you're dying, your physical needs are met by a robot rather than a human nurse, your emotional needs are met by a computer rather than a human counsellor, and your spiritual needs are also met by a computer rather than a human pastor. You might want to live in such a future. I don't. And I bet I'm not the only one. When machines took over most of our manual work, there were those who worried that we'd all be redundant. Turned out that we weren't. There was plenty of administrative work for us to do. Now that software is taking over most of our administrative work, there are those who worry that we're all redundant. Turns out that we aren't. There's plenty of mind work for us to do. And when machines take over most of our mind work, there'll still be those who worry that there's nothing left for us. I, for one, am not worried. They'll always be caring, and there'll always be creativity. No matter how good machines get at simulating human caring and surpassing human creativity, we'll still want caring and creativity from humans, not machines. So let's stop calling it the creator economy. The creator economy, along with the caring economy, is the economy. Or it will be soon. Having spent so much of my life doing mindless administrative work, as well as some pretty soul-destroying mind work, I can't wait for the day when we're all doing creative and caring work instead. Thanks for listening to Tangled Web. Join me for fresh insights into the future of the web every other week. Subscribe to the free newsletter, podcast or YouTube channel at tangledweb.media. Remember, the web has only just begun. Thank you.